You're listening to the Berkeley Technology Law Journal podcast. This is 5 Minutes in Tech Law. Here are some recent technology law headlines we thought you should know about. I'm Allison Talker. And I'm Andy Zakrich. Today we'll be covering Facebook's potential appeal to the Supreme Court, privacy at the U.S. border, Mark Zuckerberg's testimony before Congress, and the Department of Defense's Jedi Cloud contract. Facebook has announced plans to appeal a recent Ninth Circuit ruling on biometric privacy to the Supreme Court. Bloomberg Law reports that the Ninth Circuit decision, delivered by the court in August, appelled a district court ruling allowing a class-action biometric privacy lawsuit to go forward against Facebook. The plaintiffs want to sue the California company under the Illinois Biometric Information Privacy Act, which makes it illegal to collect or use biometric data without disclosures and use guarantees. The plaintiffs allege that Facebook's photo-tagging function which recognizes users' faces in photos and suggests that they or their friends tag them, violates this law. There's a potential fine of $1,000 to $5,000 per user for 7 million people, which could total up to $35 billion if each user is awarded the highest amount of damages available. Facebook is requesting that the class action be put on hold until the Supreme Court decides if it will take the case. The company argued that the plaintiffs have not shown real-world harm, which the statute requires them to show in order to obtain relief and that the Illinois law does not apply to activities conducted by the company in California. But the district court sided with the plaintiffs on these issues. Notably, the Ninth Circuit judges were concerned with the unintended consequences of collecting biometric data, including its potential for use in surveillance or unlocking someone's cell phone without their consent. Facebook said in court papers that it will file a petition with the Supreme Court on an expedited basis, and the company predicts that the Supreme Court will decide by early 2020 if it's going to take the case. Attorneys interviewed by Bloomberg Law thought it likely that the Supreme Court would take the case, given the extremely high liability Facebook faces if they are found to have violated the Illinois law. A proposed privacy bill by Senators Patrick Leahy from Vermont and Patty Murray from Washington could put a stop to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency's practice of seizing and searching travelers' electronic devices at land borders and airports. As of now, Customs and Border Protection officers have the legal authority to stop vehicles without a warrant or probable cause within 100 miles of the border, but the proposed legislation argues that these searches are in violation of the Fourth Amendment. According to Law 360, the legislators introducing the bill stated government searches of electronic devices at the border have quadrupled since 2015, rising to about 33,000 last year. Many civil liberties organizations, including the ACLU and the Electronic Frontier Foundation, have expressed their support for the bill, citing the privacy interests of individuals as outweighing government interests. The U.S. Department of Justice claims that the courts have never authorized a warrant requirement for border searches because it would undermine the authority of border officers. Of particular interest for the future of this issue is also whether the Department of Homeland Security will be mandated to collect statistics on all searches and seizures as they are not required to do so now. The legislators behind the bill hope that the bill will help strike a balance between national security and constitutional rights. Last Wednesday, Mark Zuckerberg, the founder and CEO of Facebook, appeared before members of the House Financial Services Committee for a five-hour hearing. According to the New York Times, Zuckerberg was slated to testify about Facebook's new cryptocurrency project, called Libra. Instead, he was questioned on a wide variety of topics, including political advertising, workforce diversity, and child pornography. A number of lawmakers took the opportunity to express their discontent with the tech giant's policies. Representative Maxine Waters, the head of the committee, 
began the hearing by questioning Zuckerberg on Facebook's decision to decline to vet political advertisements for their truthfulness and accuracy. Representatives Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York and Rashida Tlaib of Michigan also used their time to question Zuckerberg about Facebook's policy of not fact-checking political ads. Representative Tlaib specifically argued that the policy contributes to hate speech and that her office had received death threats due to it. Zuckerberg's response to the line of questioning on political ads expressed the same idea, that Facebook's policy is that voters should be able to judge a politician based on their character and what they are saying, and no private company should have the power to silence political speech. Other House members asked Zuckerberg detailed questions on Libra and voiced concerns that it could be a threat to national security due to the anonymity it provides for some financial transactions. Zuckerberg believes that Libra is a safe way for people without bank accounts to exchange money affordably, but added that Facebook would not offer the cryptocurrency unless all U.S. regulators approved it. While Republican lawmakers seemed more sympathetic to Facebook, with one House member even arguing that American innovation is on trial in this hearing, the combative attitude of some lawmakers made their views on the company clear. The company is currently under investigation in multiple countries and by 47 U.S. state attorneys general. The issue of regulating and breaking up big tech has gained prominence in the current primary election season, with several candidates, notably Senator Elizabeth Warren, putting forward detailed proposals. The future of Facebook as we know it may be under threat if it cannot win back the confidence of lawmakers. On October 25th, the U.S. Department of Defense awarded the contract for the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure to Microsoft over its top contender, Amazon. The contract is worth up to $10 billion over 10 years and will see Microsoft setting up the Pentagon's cloud information technology infrastructure. In April, the DOD announced that out of all bidders, only Microsoft and Amazon had met the technical requirements for the contract, and Amazon was expected to win because it had previously built cloud services for the Central Intelligence Agency. In August, however, President Trump ordered a review of the contract, referred to as JEDI, thus halting the announcement of the bid winner. The contract bidding was closely watched, particularly because President Trump has in the past heavily criticized Amazon's founder, Jeff Bezos. President Trump publicly stated that there were other great companies that should have a chance at the contract, throwing the process into uncertainty. The contract ultimately went to Microsoft, but the award of such a large contract to a sole technology company has still been criticized by lawmakers and other contract bidders. After the announcement that Microsoft Azure would receive the contract, an Amazon Web Services spokesperson told Law360 that they were surprised by the decision. Some speculate that the final decision might have been swayed by alleged conflicts of interest cited by Oracle, which was found not to meet the technical requirements for the contract. According to the New York Times, Oracle alleged in an unsuccessful legal challenge that Amazon had hired DOD employees to work on the bid for the JEDI contract. Thank you for listening. The BTLJ podcast is brought to you by Alan Holder and the members of the podcast team at the Berkeley Technology Law Journal. Today's episode was written by Allison Talker and Andy Zackridge, and our producer this week is Debbie Mosley. We are committed to bringing you interesting news and conversations involving the intersection of technology and the law. If you enjoyed our podcast, please support us by subscribing and rating us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you found our podcast so we can reach other listeners. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, write us at btljpodcast at gmail.com. The information presented is not legal advice and may not be up to date. This podcast is intended for academic and entertainment purposes only. Don't get legal advice from podcasts. Talk to a lawyer. Notably. <laughs>
Pode, 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 pode. Tá bravo, tá bravo.